0: Your mother is an artist. I'm not going to suddenly stop doing that because I have children. So you never felt that your mother exploited you or used you?
1: I took the leap of faith into motherhood. I make a better aunt than I would a mother, I think
2: my mother she had to make it like that the most difficult job
0: on the planet she's the mother that sound like a mother already devastated by
3: the death of one son she's gonna kill me so knowing how to prepare for mother nature's surprise motherfucker Barack
1: Obama hated his mother
3: mama I love you and we're gonna celebrate all hour with a cake hey Ann Hey, Amy, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Hang on, the closet is opening. Husband, I'm recording some interstitial sound.
1: <laughs> I was looking for you. Like, where'd you go? Oh, no. Oh, my
3: God. Okay, okay, closet door is shut now. Let's try that again. Okay. Okay. Hey, Amy. Hey, Anne. So, so we're doing things a little bit differently this time. And we're going to be going uh, to a studio audience in Queens.
0: Yeah, it was really fun. The other night, we took our pieces over to the Oracle Club and recorded in front of a live studio audience, like you said. Yeah,
3: it was cool. Yeah, we, we played we played the pieces for a bunch of people and got to hear what, what they thought of the episode. And uh, now we're going to put it out so everybody else can, can hear it. Yeah, hope you enjoy. So let's go to Queens. Hi, guys. Hello. Thank you. Thank-
0: Thank you for coming. You guys look beautiful. Thank <laughs> <Okay>.
1: you. <laughs>
0: this is Mother, a podcast. This
3: is not parenting advice.
1: No,
0: we will not give you any <laughs> advice about parenting.
3: Mainly because we don't we don't have any. We don't. We really
0: don't know a whole lot. Yeah. So, um, but we did start to notice that as we were putting this episode together, it did kind of end up being a lot about that immediate postpartum time. So that immediate time when a, a woman first becomes um, a mother
3: and and sort of making that transition um, you know emotionally um, men- mentally I guess like psychologically as well so not not just learning to change a diaper um,
0: yeah and in a larger context as well of like culturally what it means to become a mother as well I think so.
3: right exactly in fact that's the the first 30 days uh, after birth is exactly what my story uh, looks at and so, here it is.
1: Braised Picks trotters in black vinegar, rice wine chicken, fish and papaya soup.
3: Okay, that sounds totally delicious. But what is it?
1: These are some classic dishes recommended for new mothers during their confinement month.
3: I'm not ashamed to admit it. This story started with a food blog. I read a lot of food blogs. But when I found one with recipes for Chinese confinement food, I was totally intrigued. Here was a cuisine I'd never even heard of. My friend Madeline Leung writes about Chinese food culture on her blog, Restaurant Baby. So I asked her about it. And that's how we ended up at a market in Manhattan, Chinatown, looking for a dish called ginger vinegar. Is it something that's easy to find um, outside of somebody's home? Like, if you want to just go and buy it, like, would you find it in a restaurant? Would you find it in a store? It's
2: not that easy to find because even though anyone can eat at any time and some people like
3: it, it's not a restaurant dish. All right, let's go inside. So, Deluxe Supermarket, here we go.
2: This is the prepared food section, and they have the bakery. Now we're at the fresh food, we have the fishmonger, the fresh produce, um, and then the frozen section of like dumplings, and I think maybe frozen meats also. There it is. Oh, cool. So this section has some, uh, I guess, like semi-prepared food, Yep, like you said, frozen buns, frozen dumplings, your ginger vinegar. Uh, rice cake, which is basically a mochi cake. But
3: Chinese confinement traditions go way beyond food. Here's Madeline again.
2: So Chinese confinement practice is basically um, after a woman gives birth to a child during her postpartum period, um, it is that she needs to recuperate her body, her health, and to um, replenish herself. So this is a period where she's supposed to rest and there are special foods that she's supposed to consume um and sort of replenish some of the things that has been lost and maybe some of the changes that has gone through with her body um so that she can be healthy and um, strong again and how, how long does that period last it's usually about a month um so, but it, I think it ranges for um, women to women. Um, and it's also, it's also a luxury if you have a month to rest. So not, even though it is a tradition, probably in practice, it really ranges. <laughs> Honestly, I did it for a week and a half.
4: Then I broke all the rules.
3: That's Madeline's friend, Annie Koch, who lives in Queens. Annie actually did the traditional month-long confinement earlier this spring after her son Reese was born.
4: The thing is that I couldn't say no to all of it because it would be too upsetting. It will bring disharmony to the family, <laughs> literally, like they would get mad.
3: At me. I visited Annie on a stormy evening in June as she and her mother-in-law were preparing dinner. I wanted to ask her about her experiences during her confinement month.
4: You're not supposed to wash your hair for 30 days.
3: Did you do that?
4: No, no. I had to wash my hair right the next day after birth. I couldn't. I just couldn't. It was fine. My mom-in-law was like, don't worry I me. Mean, do it for as long as you can. She's like, I know you are an American, so you would not be able to
3: tolerate this. Annie's mother-in-law. Pui Lan. You came from Brooklyn to take care of her during her confinement month, but the preparations began much earlier when Mrs. Yu started making the ginger vinegar for Annie. That's the dish Madeline and I found in Chinatown. It's a long process that started one month before Annie actually gave birth. First, Mrs. Yu bought lots of ginger, dried it over several days, and roasted it in her wok. Then she boiled the ginger in several liters of vinegar.
4: So she continuously boiled it for the month of January, keeping it fresh, just 10 minutes uh, per every 3 or 4 days for the full month that we're waiting for the baby to come. When the baby finally arrives, that's when she has to go to the market and buy the pig trotters. Then she uh, cleans it everything, and she puts it into the grown chow. And it just absorbs, like, it just absorbs all the flavor. Gyeongchou. Literally, um, is ginger vinegar. So it's heat, right? So you eat this, and it's supposed to bring the heat into your body. It's rich, it's full of ginger, it's the sweet vinegar, it's, um, sometimes to add hard-boiled eggs to it. In the beginning, it's very pungent, but as time goes on, and the, as the days go by, in the confinement period, it gets more mellow and more and more mellow and it's not so like stinging in the nose people talk about it like it's you have to have it as part of your you know confinement otherwise it's gonna you know you're not gonna have enough nutrients to to like you know restore your body it was psychological but felt like it gave me warmth I, I ate a few bites of it and um, my stomach felt better it's just really hard to tease out exactly whether it is the ginger vinegar. Because I really want to know, too. You know, I want to know if it's, like, really this miracle, heat-giving, like, elixir. <laughs> you know, you call it that. But it's like this witch's brew.
3: Annie wants to believe in these traditions, but it's not easy for her. I can't help but question, why? Like, that's me. That's,
4: I, I need scientific facts to back up why certain things need to be done certain things need to be eaten but my mom-in-law really does she really
3: believes that this is what you need to do. But then a funny thing happened when Annie asked her mother-in-law about why she thinks it's important to eat these special dishes after having a baby
4: She's basically saying that she's just doing it for the the meaning behind it for the tradition to um, just to welcome the baby. She's, she's not sure, but um, she says that it's our tradition and um, she follows it, but then the people of the Western culture do not and they seem to be fine. And um, So she says she's not sure if it really works.
1: Yeah.
4: She said there's no way that they would keep to the traditions exactly like how her mom did it and her mom before because they've been kind of taken away from this countryside. They've all left the countryside. This is a very countryside practice to follow all these rules mainly because back in the day there wasn't the electricity, there wasn't, you had to like, you know, chop some wood to get a fire. So it's a lot of things that they did that then. back then that made a lot of sense, but as time went on and people left the countryside and moved to the city, it doesn't really make any sense anymore. Traditions change, they evolve, and they have to kind of fit the place and time. There's definitely the the constant the constant food is this ginger vinegar. I mean all the other rituals and not wash your hair, and wash your feet, I mean that kind kind of like that can go out the window. I hope hope that my mom in law would teach me. Yeah, show me how to do it, pass along her own mom's recipe to me, and then I'll I'll make it a few times and I'll commit it to memory and be able to make it for myself. It's so um a little scary too because I'm like, well what if I don't commit it to memory? What if I don't do it right, you know, like am I gonna pass down this miserable recipe and it'll be all like half of what it used to be. It's not gonna be the best in But then part of me is like, well, you know, maybe I'll make it better. Maybe I'll add some other flavors to it.
0: Nicely done. Anne, thank you.
3: Really well done. So I I should point out, actually, that both Annie and Madeline are here. And And Reese. And Reese is is here. (laughs) So... um, Sincere gratitude to you guys. You, you made this story possible. I'm really Ooh. grateful. Oh, so, yeah. seriously.
0: So now we're gonna take you from Queens to Brooklyn and from pig's feet to breast milk. Because mm. <laughs> that's how we roll. Every night my husband bathes my five-month-old. Then I click on the white noise machine. And I nurse her as she drifts off to sleep. It's a really meditative and bonding time for me now. But nursing wasn't always this easy. About two weeks after having the baby, I was looking down at my sore, red nipples and wondering how in the world a 14-year-old girl does this.
1: Hola, como están? Bien. Bueno, bueno. es muy grande. It's
0: been a while since I saw you last I, like, How many months has it been? Do you even remember?
1: since like october
0: i used to be dahlia's nurse i came to her house every week during her pregnancy to help her learn some mothering skills but i'd never had a baby myself so i was i was on like week 2 breastfeeding my baby and it hurt you know like i was like this hurts and it's hard to keep going i was like um dahlia did this and she's 14
1: um it it was hurting but I guess the pain went away when he was just there. I've been through worse pain in my life.
0: So for any of you who have never breastfed, please let me reiterate that the first few weeks can feel like someone's rubbed sandpaper on your nipples. But Delia managed to breastfeed through this hump period. How long did it
1: hurt for? Maybe like a week. I mean, I got over it. So in the course
0: of your pregnancy, you were having to make a lot of different choices and having to, like, learn a lot. How did you come to that decision to breastfeed Jacob?
1: I actually had a conversation with my mother first. We were just making plans, and she was asking if it was going to be formula or breast, and I was like, I was like, well, what are you talking about, breast? She said, you know, the milk that comes out of your breast when you have to breastfeed the baby— I didn't want to do it, but I heard all the good things about breastfeeding and the good things that they get out of it. Do you
0: remember what any of those things
1: are like off the top of your head? Well, it was the, what was it called? The gold liquid, I think.
0: Yeah. The liquid gold, the colostrum that comes out first. The
1: colostrum.
0: Did, did it did you, did you want to breastfeed because it was called liquid gold and that's like an, an amazing name?
1: no (laughs) oh no
0: (laughs) liquid gold
1: and i found out all it does the good things like i don't know and i was like if i'm gonna have a baby i mean i might as well have them healthy
0: so it was the health benefits of the of the breastfeeding
1: yeah but
0: there are lots of women who know the health benefits of breastfeeding who don't manage to continue doing it until the baby's 12 months, which is the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendation. Jacob is 10 months old. And yeah, he's still nursing. But Delia's no super teen. When I started coming on visits with you, like one of your first goals was to finish the 7th grade, finish the grade that you were in.
1: Yeah, because I wasn't in in that grade for too long and and I just wanted to, to to succeed in something, you know. I don't want to be known as like sixteen in the seventh grade or anything. It's ridiculous. She finished the
0: seventh grade, and the following summer she gave birth, and then she breastfed her brand new baby. Um, did you know that some women really really struggle with breastfeeding? That it's really really difficult for some women.
1: Well, I have a friend who's, his sister stopped breastfeeding because she, I guess the baby stopped wanting it. And I mean, at some point, I mean, my baby did that too, but I just kept going. I don't know. I thought I wasn't going to be able to do it. Like, I thought I was just going to give up. And then, and then I guess I really started liking breastfeeding because I don't know makes me feel like I have some time with him because I still got to be in school or go out with my mother or something. I don't always have time to be with him. And yeah, it's like that one that one moment of the day that just kind of cheers me up. And even when I have something to do, I just want to sit, I just want to sleep right next to him. And then I'm just looking at him
0: we healthcare providers tend to focus on the health benefits, less ear infections, less respiratory infections, less obesity, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but the biggest benefit may be the bonding that occurs through breastfeeding. A baby's bond to her mother creates the foundation of all her relationships to come. She's learning ideas about trust and safety. Those are formed in those first few weeks and months of life. It's a really important time. Uh, okay last question what are some of your strengths as a mother to jacob
1: strengths like what do you mean like what do you mean like things about your
0: personality or things about you that specifically you that make you a good mother to jacob
1: i mean I, i wouldn't really say i'm a good mother because sometimes I don't I don't have time. I don't feel like a good mother. But I guess I try my hardest. And <clears throat> I guess hmm, that's a hard question.
0: It is a hard question, but I'm going to ask it again until you answer it. Don't worry about rushing it. Just think about what is it specifically about Dahlia that is a strength and that Jacob is lucky to have in a mother.
1: Mm. I guess that um, he could trust me. That I'll always be there for him. That no matter what, it is, I'll try and help, like my mother did for me. And I could dance. And you can dance? That's a good thing, right?
0: Um. Absolutely.
1: Me and Jacob both like to dance. We like to dance to the little, like the twinkle twinkle little star song we listen to it on youtube and we start dancing together
0: oh so you're good you're a good little kitty music dancer
1: <laughs> yeah jacob taught me uh, oh twinkle 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 Tinkle, tinkle,
3: tinkle,
0: tinkle, 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 little star. That that was awesome, Amy. Thank you. Thank you. It's Our funny. Team. I I'm like I can't. Whose own piece makes them cry? How long have I oh, sat there with dude. that over and over again? Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh. I can't even believe I'm crying right now. "Mm." Okay, so actually we are leaving on a lighter note because, um, you know, motherhood Because that's how
3: Shakespeare rolls, so that's how we roll too.
0: (laughs) So um, one thing I noticed after I had a baby was that there were all these questions that you end up having that are sort of like these secrets, these like secret motherhood questions. You mean things that
3: that nobody talks
0: about? Yeah, it's awful and and, uh, stuff that nobody talks about except... Online. no. <laughs> that you, you say that, it sounds so ominous. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like not... It, there's all these amazing forums to answer all these secret mommy questions. So um, whenever I was... Yeah, it's awful. Whenever I was a nurse, I would always tell my clients, and I didn't have a baby, I'd always tell my clients, don't you dare go to Google. Don't you dare go to these forums. They're all terrible information, and they're going to lead you astray, and they're terrible. Um, And then I had my baby, and I was on these forums like 2 o'clock in the morning, like, what does Sally 808 have to say about this? Like, I needed to know. I was obsessed with it. So it struck me as funny, though, that these were such secrets, but they were, Sally 808 was not the only one suffering. You know, there were tons of women. So I was like, why is this such a freaking secret? So I took one of these secret mommy questions
3: from a from a forum from a forum and w- what did you do with it
0: i took it to a party to, you,
3: <laughs>
0: you. so so this is kind of how that went down
2: <laughs>
0: oh do i skip the spelling mistakes like do i read them as
1: if they were normal words
0: whatever you want to do
1: okay me and my baby that is seven months old have thrush, and I'm breastfeeding, and I don't know what to do. My doctor gave me nystatin, but I don't like it, and they have nothing else to use. Agh.
0: What constitutes thrush? Like, what are the symptoms? What What is it? So, thrush is an overgrowth of yeast. It's a yeast infection. Um, and your baby can get it in their mouth, but... But they, then you can get it on your nipples too, and it like hurts and it burns and it's really painful, it causes problems.
1: I had no luck with Nystatin We had it for four months in total. Eventually, Difluctin, oral gel and canastin cream worked. Hey, Natalie. I was told by doctor the
4: niacin and cream didn't work for me either. Tried gentian violet. It's an all-natural product, and it the
2: gentian of violet the worked for a bit. But in the end, I found mixing small equal parts of monostat and Canesten and external cream on myself right after she nursed turned it out quite fast.
4: I it will try both, both creams. I have bought fluconazole pills and have <laughs> taken them for weeks at a time and still nothing. So maybe the cream will work. So frustrating. I've Go to
2: a health food store slash organic store and get a bottle of powdered bifidus and a bunch of yogurt non-sugar. Stay away from sugar.
1: I've also Thanks. been using monostat on my nipples. I haven't been cleaning her mouth out though. I will try that. Did you use any medication to treat your baby? Yikes, the things you don't know about motherhood until it happens. Now you know. Now I know! <laughs>
3: If you've never been on a mommy forum, now you know.
0: Yeah, now you know about Thrush. Um, so I think that's—I think that was it. We were going to hopefully invite anybody who has a good yo mama joke. Because we
3: need
1: to, yo mama jokes.
0: But does anybody have a good one? Hands up. Yep.
1: Yo mama is so hairy that her armpits look like she has Don King in a headlock. <laughs>
0: You guys, thank you so all much right. for coming. It just warms yeah. my heart that so many people would
3: spend a couple hours of your time listening yeah, to our work. Just
0: like listening to what we've been thank you, toiling all. over. So thank you very, very, very much from the bottom yeah. of our hearts. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Well that
3: well, that was a lot of fun, I have to say, and not nearly as terrifying as I thought it might possibly be.
0: I had a great time. I thought it was super, super fun. So yeah. That was an awesome idea, and um, people were actually had a great time and asked when we were going to do it again, so that, that is a possibility, I think, right? Yeah, I would be game for that. Okay, cool. So if you liked it, let us know. Um, make a comment on SoundCloud or on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and also, if you'd be willing to rate us on iTunes, that would be awesome. The more rates we get, the more likely we are to be featured, which would be cool. So I guess this is this brings us to
3: the end of our second episode and uh, we'll be back soon with more from Mother